Hey, before we start a new hour, can everyone see this? Our producer is named David McKinnon. He played Graziano oh, come on. in the first round oh, of the Justin Jefferson, he had Zay Jones. Well done. Good against drafted. the defense I start. I was, I had no shot. Oh, Nothing. way to go, wow. David. Nothing. Congratulations. A tip of the cap to you, sir. Yes. Graziano got wiped out, and that is Wipe. not an overreaction. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Zay Jones. <laughs> we welcome you back to hour number two of Get Up This Morning. We're live at the Seaport. We're brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. It was anything but perfect for the Packers last night, but it was good enough for Aaron Rodgers and company to keep hope alive. Dominique, let's look. Cold last night at Lambeau Field, just the way Aaron Rodgers likes it. But wait a minute. Final seconds, first quarter. Packers up 3 nothing. What is this? Ooh, rollout, throwback, great play design, terrible execution. Aaron Rodgers with the overthrow. Alan Lazard is the intended receiver, we assume. Taylor Rapp makes the catch. Just a terrible play one way or the other, and you think, uh-oh, it's going to be trouble. So, what do you do? Run the football. Fourth and three in the red zone, A.J. Dillon. Yeah, A.J. Dillon has claws the size of tiny humans, and he drives <laughs> this entire pile. Watch this play, Greedy. <laughs> you want to be on the other end of that? Look at, oh, I guess Taylor's happy he got the interception, but he's not happy with what happened on that play. Green Bay ran it for 138 yards on the night, and then A.J. Dillon, not just the quads, he's got the hands, too. Oh, man, I was watching this. I was so happy he got pushed out of bounds because what was going <laughs> to happen to a DB was scary. He punches it in for his second touchdown of the night, and the Packers extend the lead to 17-6. Next Green Bay possession, Rodgers getting a little rhythm going with Mercedes Lewis. Yeah, they do that rollout right again this time. A tiny throwback, a manageable throwback that he executes. Rodgers would throw for 229 and one touchdown, and it was this screen pass to Aaron Jones. Yeah, great blocking by Watson in front. Aaron Jones makes the play, breaks some tackles, and gets into the Packers open the big lead, and they would never look back. They win it 24-12, but we do have to show you this play late in the game because it's to say it's ill-advised is an understatement. Rasul Douglas makes the interception. Rasul Douglas, do not lateral the football. Yeah, maybe he got a glimpse of the clock and didn't realize that they had the lead in plenty of time. I don't know. Try to make a play. There's some email uh, that went out this week. I there's your story. Uh, meanwhile, Aaron, it's a winning streak. Now what? Oh, God. We've got two. Got two in the bag. And those of us who sometimes peek ahead knew that we had to win five and then have a lot of things go our way. So we won two, and just about everything we've needed to happen has gone our way. Just about, right? So things are looking up. Well, look, I mean, we haven't seen that expression on his face a lot this year. Candidly, it's kind of nice. Here's what they need. They need to win out. That's the beginning of it all here. They play at Miami, then home, Minnesota, and Detroit. And then they need two of the following three things to happen. They need Seattle to lose once, or they need Washington to lose twice, or they need the Giants to lose all three of their final games. Any two of those three, and that the Packers winning out. So they're saying, why are you looking so skeptically well, at I mean, me? That's a lot of stuff that has yeah. to happen, including the Packers going to Miami and winning this week, and then beating two teams that already beat them this year. I, I, I think it's a lot to add. Let's talk about the Packers' future short-term and long. We start with short-term. Uh, Swagoo. Do you believe there is a chance that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers wind up getting into the playoffs this year and maybe throwing a monkey wrench into everything we have thought? If I pick all the six right lottery numbers, it's a chance I win the damn lottery. No, they ain't getting in there, okay? Listen, this is, this is, this is good for the Packers to see that they're making progress 
and strides towards the end of the season. And look, this football, I'm being a little facetious. I do not believe they're going to get in the playoffs, though. I said it two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. But I also believe that they're taking some things away from what, they're, what they've been able to do here down the stretch and starting to look forward into the next season. Greeny, these last three teams they playing – is one of the toughest schedules in the league. Yeah. Like, and I know we get caught up in the Vikings going down to the Indianapolis Colts, but the Vikings also did score 100 points in the second half against the Colts. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I don't know, um, I don't see a, a, a glimmer of light. I don't believe that they're going to win out. I believe that they played a four and ten team last night as well. Yeah. That mm-hmm. had a lot to do with it. So yeah. Short term, no, they they won't be in the playoffs, and then we'll get in the quarterback conversation, figure out what they're gonna do with that. Their win streak with a bye in the middle has been against Chicago and and against the Rams, who have a combined seven wins. I get that part of it. Mm -hmm. At Miami, I I haven't seen the line on that game yet. Someone can get it to me. They're certainly going to be a significant underdog. But you, knowing Miami well, suggest that's not a, a, a... that's not the game we think it is for Rodgers. That's right, Greeny. All Miami Dolphin home games are not created equal. We saw what an unbelievable home field advantage it was earlier. But this time of the year, opponents are actually energized because of the warm weather, especially a team like Green Bay coming down from the cold. I wouldn't be surprised if they got down there Thursday or Friday night. It's not an easy game, but much easier in December than it would have been in September. I'm told the Dolphins are a six-point favorite. Thank you, David, who just dominated Dan in the fantasy. <laughs> and Kittle, too. I forgot about that. So, let me, let me just simply ask the question like this. Can they win out? Forget about the things. If I'm telling you in advance they're going to get the external help they need, you're telling me right now it's on Rodgers. They win out. They get in. Will they do it? No. I mean, I, as, as much, they're a lot better than they were at the beginning of the season. They were terrible at the beginning of the season. Right. They're getting close to mediocre is where they are right about now. They beat – they didn't even dominate the Rams last night. And the Rams are bad. They're trying, but they're bad. And these other three teams that they're going to play against, like the, the Dolphins are rejuvenated. And also, obviously, the Vikings have a ton of talent. And the Lions may be the hottest team in football. And they may be playing for everything that last week of the season. Let's see. So then let's do the long term. Okay. okay? So the short term is they'll finish however they finish. The long term, meaning looking forward to next season and all the rest of that. We've been talking about, oh, are they going to get some time to get Jordan Love out there? Doesn't look like that's going to be able to happen. We've been talking about what's Rodgers' future look like. Suddenly these rookie receivers look pretty good. Some of these players. What does a strong finish, even if they don't get in, mean for their future? Look, unless you're asking Aaron Rodgers that question, you're not going to get like a a fully informed answer, right? It's going to be up to him whether he comes back, and and I don't know if he's decided yet. I mean, the Packers are certainly hopeful that the $60 million he would make next year if he does come back (laughs) is an enticement. Uh, But, yes, and and look, the rookie receivers, right? (laughs) I'm sorry, Dan. The defense were making plays last night. I'm sorry, that's more than – did your unit pull down $60 million? Man, it's just one seat. We almost lost Marcus on that one. Go ahead. So, Rodgers back. He's going to be back. So so then what's the the group around him look like? Yes, we've seen promising signs from Christian. Watson, Romeo Dobbs. Quay Walker, the first-round pick on defense, made a big play last night in the first half. There are reasons that you could convince yourself that this can be a good team next year. So I think it's, I think there's a strong likelihood he's back. Yeah, Green, from a front office perspective, it's an easy sell. Hey, Aaron, when we made that trade with Devontae Adams, it wasn't just for this year. We could go out and we could go beat Detroit and Minnesota next year. Dobbs and Watson have only played 52 snaps together. We will be dramatically better next year. Rodgers? Also, here's $60 million. Yeah. Oh, I know, by the way. <laughs> that part helps. But, but I mean, he's a guy who has a lot of money and can continue to make a lot of money uh, in a lot of different ways, yeah. too. Marcus, with Rodgers back, and you see what they're building here, and a, and a vastly improving division, is Green Bay back to being on top next year? 
potentially, G, they got to fix some things at their line of scrimmage, offensive mm-hmm. line-wise, man. And I know that we have – like, I, I believe they will have the skill players. Obviously, I, I love Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, that tandem. I think it's one of the toughest uh, ba- uh, backfields to defend in the NFL. But – this offensive line can get addressed and get fixed and $60 million to your qu- – I don't know what his cap number is, but I'm sure there are some limitations potentially to that based on other guys that you may have to sign. But ultimately, like if they get this offensive line fixed, which I thought came up a little bit last night. It, mm-hmm. it showed last night that they need some work on this offensive line and some help. Bakhtiari, I don't know if he's ever going to be back to what we know him to be. But ultimately, yeah, this team can do a lot. If they get this offensive line fixed, we know Aaron Rodgers is going to play at a high level. And wither Jordan Love. That's one of the many questions they'll have to deal with as we approach the offseason. So that's the Packers from last night. But it's not the biggest story of the day in the NFL yesterday. That surrounds this man in Philly. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts sprained right shoulder. That is his throwing shoulder. It puts his availability for Saturday's game at the Cowboys in question. Dan Orlovsky on NFL Live yesterday. Very concerned. Listen. I'm not solely focused on Jalen Hurts the throwing. I'm focused on Jalen Hurts as a runner as well. His shoulder being hurt is going to impact every single carry that he takes for the remainder of the season. Every single moment where that coaching staff goes, Do we want to call this run right here? Like, do we want to expose it to another shot? For what it's worth, their magic number is one. They have three games left. They only need to win one of them, and they wind up. They're the one seed in all of that. But you know what? The whole Micah Parsons uh, kerfuffle of last week was based on, is it Hurts or is it the team? Are we now going to find out? We'll find out a little bit. I think we already know the answer, but I think that whatever happens in the next couple weeks will determine how we talk about it because I don't believe that this team is the same without Jalen Hurts, obviously, offensively. I think his versatility and his running ability specifically and his accuracy downfield passing is the reason why this offense is it's like the key reason why this offense is so good. But they're a good enough team that they could win the next couple of weeks, and then Michael Parsons and his contingent will have something to crow about and say that it is Jalen Hurts Excuse me, it is the system over Jalen Hurts. Well, if he beats the Cowboys this week, I'm not sure how much crowing they're going to be able to do. Marcus, that's really the question. Will it change anything? How they play without him, will it impact the way you view the season he is having? No, not at all. Zero. It will not impact it because I think Jalen Hurts' uh, progression and the way he jumped – as an individual player from last year to this year, mm-hmm. tells you what kind of guy he is. And we talked about this in the offseason, G. I don't know if you remember, but I told, I, I said a lot of times, like this, since I covered Jalen Hurts at the University of Alabama, he has gotten better as a player every single year. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. He's going to outwork most people in order to build on his craft. That's just the way. This dude is wired. And we can talk about a coach's son. We can talk about the right demeanor and all of that. I get that. And I understand that that has some impact. Jalen Hurts is one of those players and one of those athletes that you will find that has an insatiable appetite to become as good as he can possibly become. And that's just his personality and makeup. And I think that's why the Eagles pay him. Because Jalen Hurts, as well as he's playing right now, he is not going to rest on having a really good season. Mm. He's going to go out and try to become a better football player than he was this year. I think that says more about him and more about where this team is based on that than it says about the system or what the Philadelphia Eagles has done. We know this team is good around him.
I was following along yesterday as you and Shefty and others were, were doing the reporting and all this. Like, what is the expectation? They have three games left. What should we be expecting? I would not expect them to play this week based on everything I was told yesterday. And after that, I think it's probably week to week. Most likely a couple. I guess the hope would be to get him back in week 18 so he doesn't go into the playoff matchup cold because that's five weeks from now, assuming they get the bye. Uh, but right now, it's, it's about you know, getting him healthy and making sure this is not something that, that sets him back long term. You don't want him to show up in the playoffs and not be 100%. That's a big concern for them. The division around of the playoffs is the third week of January. I mean, yeah. if, if it, it's conceivable we don't see him between now and then, that is a very long time. As a GM, your thoughts? Uh, I go back to what Swagoo said, which is this was a guy that was beaten out at Alabama. He was a second-round pick, not a first-round pick. And his character makes his ceiling so high. So I'm paying him regardless if this is a two-week injury, a four-week injury. I just got to know that with the ball in his hands so much, I do need to have a good backup because over five years, things like this could happen. Well, you reminded us in the meeting this morning, he becomes extension eligible the day after the regular season. Play or he could wind up having a contract extension before the playoff game. Really, it's a great point. It's actually, and he's the only one because he's a second-round pick. The first-round pick isn't extension eligible because they have the fifth-year option. So... I wouldn't do that if I was Philly because I don't want to distract them. But I do want to go first because people like Neek are going to want more and more and more. So if you're Jalen Hurts, you want to go first because Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, they're coming down the pike. So there is a race to go first if you're a team. I'm so right. proud of you. You're paying people now. I love it. Good job, my <laughs> team. real money now. <laughs> so, I mean, we got questions short-term and long for Aaron Rodgers. We got questions short-term and long for Jalen Hurts. That's the football conversation today, and there's a whole lot more of it to come. There's another quarterback who's having himself a rough stretch here. Now, you may have heard of him. He goes by the name of Brady. Stephen A. Smith had some very strong words on what Brady should do next. You don't want to miss those. They're coming up next. Plus, after a rough overtime loss in Jacksonville, real concerns about the Cowboys. We'll tell you what those worries are, and more importantly, whether or not they can be fixed quick. Get up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals. That's dell.com slash deals. 
We're back on Get Up, and it's been a tough year for Tom Brady. They're six and eight in Tampa. It's the first time he's ever lost eight games in a regular season in his career. If they don't win out, he'll have his first ever losing season as a starting quarterback. His team is averaging just over 17 points a game. That's fifth fewest in the league. It's on pace to be the worst mark by any Brady-led team in his career. Sunday's loss to the Bengals was a low point. Brady turned the ball over on four straight possessions in the second half as Tampa blew a 17-point lead. And yesterday on First Take, our Stephen A. Smith had this advice. Tom Brady clearly isn't himself, and we get all of that. We know that he's not awful. You don't look at him and put him in the category as one of the worst quarterbacks right. this season. We know better than that. We know his greatness. He's the GOAT. We understand that. But there are moments where you just – and all you need are moments mm-hmm. where you just see, yo, bro, it's time. It's time. And, and, and to be clear, what he means is it's time – to step away. So that that is the question because we've talked a lot about does Brady come back? If so, does he come back in another place? Or is it time? Uh, th- th- nothing can possibly change the fact that he's had the greatest career of any football player that ever lived. That's etched in stone regardless. But when you watch him play right now, does it look like it's time? Uh, or find a better location. Like, like, we have to accept that Tom Brady has been at this phase of his career for a while where he is not going to elevate the players around him. That's why he had to leave New England. He couldn't elevate those players there. He can't elevate these players here. He needs to be in a good situation. Tom Brady is, is sprinkles on the Sunday. Yeah. Sunday is, has to be there before, before Tom Brady provides Can I push back value. on you? Last year he set career highs, led the league in passing yards and touchdowns. No, that's, and that's, elevate. that's my exact was point. Good? Do you want a spoonful of sprinkles? No. Their offensive line was great. Their receivers were outstanding and Tom Brady is the guy that can accelerate those good players. Okay. Tom Brady's not going to take a mediocre team and make them great. That's He's going to take thing. a good team and make them like outstanding and right. great in Super Bowl caliber. He can elevate you if you're already yeah, sort of if up you're right there, there But he's not making something out of nothing, which I don't think is an insult. It's just the truth. It's very fundamental. They have four different offensive linemen because of injuries, you know, defections, whatever it may be. But when you're age and speed deficient, you need a really good offensive line, and things have to be blocked perfectly for him. And when it's not, he is an average quarterback. Marcus, so, so, I mean, the example everyone is throwing at me is San Francisco, where Jimmy Garoppolo will probably leave as a free agent. Maybe Brock Purdy winds up being something special. And obviously they have the kid that they drafted, Trey Lance, a couple of years ago that we've really not been able to see. But everyone keeps bringing up, well, Brady should finish his career at home. Kyle Shanahan, bring him. If you're Kyle Shanahan, is that what you were thinking? Bring me Tom Brady mm-hmm. and I win the Super Bowl next year? No, no. Tom, go home, man. Go <laughs> home. Let us, let us celebrate you, brother. Let us celebrate your career. Let us really, like, do this, go out on your own terms, have your big retirement announcement, put together a Mission Impossible-like uh, ending to this career, like put a production together. Hell, they probably got some networks that'll do a movie for you right now just on your retirement announcement. Like, go home, man. And we understand that Tom Brady can still throw the football, and we understand that times he gives us glimpses of greatness, like he did at the end of the game when they went down to win. I forgot who they beat in the last seconds. Um, but but ultimately, like, for me, guys, like, this is one of those things where you can, obviously, we talk about Brady being the go. You put it as Joe 
Jordan. It was time for Jordan. Jordan could have still scored 20 a game, but we didn't want to see Jordan playing like the way he was playing at the end of his career. We knew he was still a solid basketball player. But when you've raised the bar so high and you're judged on that bar, then it, it is a greater fall because nobody ever ascended to that level. When, Rain, when Wayne Gretzky got done, it was time to go, okay? Mm. When these greats we know it. Like we could, all, we probably could sit here till Tom Brady forty-eight and be like, "Well, he still can throw, and he <laughs> still can put the ball where you need to put the ball." But I don't, I don't want Tom Brady to get into this thing where we start talking, having that conversation more than we talk about the things that he's done in the game. That's my big reason why I say that he should retire, and I believe he's gonna retire. Man, it ain't even about leaving on top. It's about why would you prolong this narrative? of the next two or three years of, well, is he in the right situation? Do they have an offensive line? Tom Brady can't lift guys, but he can play well when everybody is good around him. Man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit at the point where for Tom Brady, based on this year, even in his mind, he knows that, you know what? This has been a great run. It probably is time for me to go do something else. And let me not go out searching for the perfect situation because I don't think it exists anymore. And he has a 10-year contract waiting for him at Fox to go do football games the day that he decides that he's wrapped it up. How do you see it, Mike T? I think it's time for him to graduate. And if I'm Tampa Bay and I'm Todd Bowles, like I see what I have in Kyle Trask, but I'm likely tr I have to go draft a new one. And, it, and it's really run its course because unless you could re-fortify that line, which is going to be hard to do in one offseason, again, he's just a skilled, diminished player. Keep playing. Look, yeah. the reality is, and, and I never played like you guys did, but I have covered this stuff and I have been reading about it. It doesn't usually end pretty for the all-time greats. It does not. I mean, who remembers these guys in other uniforms? I mean, yeah. going all the way back, Willie Mays is a Met, is the most famous example of it, and a lot of other ones. Guys who are on a level with Tom Brady, they're usually the last to know that it's over. They are. Look, I mean, I, I, I feel it, right? Like, I had to start him in fantasy this week because <laughs> Kyler Murray was hurt, and you saw the score, right? It didn't help very much. Look, seriously, like, he is – he did retire, right? And when he did retire last offseason, there wasn't – there weren't a whole lot of people shocked. Like, oh, why, why would you do – it made some sense. It will make sense again. Will he do it? I don't know. I want to let me playing. say this. Leave me – maybe sure. I'm alone. I got 10 there. seconds, Marcus. Go. We saw Kobe score 60 points in his last NBA game. Right. And we knew Kobe could score points in the game, but he acknowledged I'm not the same and I'm diminishing and I'm probably in the way of some this organization or somebody else having a chance to ascend. That's my point with Tom Brady. Man, move on and let us give you your flowers for the rest of your life. Fair enough. If I had to bet on it, I would bet he plays again next yeah. year. But I don't know that sure. one way or the other. I'm not saying yeah. I disagree with what you're saying, but I, I believe that he will come back and play. That said, as we continue, we got another team that's got major issues. Cowboys, roster, awesome. Should carry them to a long postseason run. We'll tell you why things have taken a decidedly different turn in Big D and what they can do about it next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. On this cold night, here comes Rodgers, hoping the Packers start their run. Dylan pounding his way for a touchdown. Well, this is starting to look something for Green Bay. Down he goes. They pretty much shut down this Rams offense. Touchdown. The Packers are doing exactly what they had to. The Packers get the win last night, their first winning streak since back when they were 3-1. and one. Their playoff chances are now 12%. They go to Miami, then their home Vikings and Lions. If they win all their games, they would have a 73% chance of getting in based on the other help that they need. We'll keep a close eye on them. Meanwhile, a team that's going to be in the playoffs but has all kinds of other questions is the one that plays in Dallas. Dak Prescott continues to throw picks. We continue to talk about them. He threw two of them Sunday in Jacksonville. He has 10 since returning in Week 7. Yesterday on First Take, the most ardent supporter of the Cowboys, Michael Irvin, voiced his support for the quarterback. Here's what he said. What we got to do first is get in the playoffs, and we are getting in the playoffs. Y'all can say what you want. You'll feel good about getting this win today and come in here and do all your red flags. Whoa! All you want. But come playoff time, we going to line it up, and we going to play. And Dak Prescott going to put up 35 points, and we going to have a chance to win the game. <laughs> I do like that he finishes with the table. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's the punctuation. But but I think mm-hmm. as we were listening to that one, and there's nothing we love more than an excited <laughs> – well, there is no other kind of Michael Irvin than an excited <laughs> Michael Irvin. You made a pretty good observation. Yeah. This was sort of a sad Michael That one Irvin. left me sad because he doesn't have – there's no substance to it. Like, he doesn't have a point to make other than, well, you'll see. Right? <laughs> and so that, to me, sounds yep. like a guy who's worried because he's been expecting things to change for the better here. And they're not. Like, we've all been expecting Dak Prescott to start playing better for the defense to look like it did beginning of the season, and it's not. And that game on Sunday was very disappointing if you're looking for something to hang your hat on for the pro-Cowboy argument right now. So if you were wondering what a worried Michael Irvin sounds like, that's the answer to it. Marcus Spears, is there reason to be worried? At at the risk of asking the obvious question, I mean, does it feel like things are getting away from the Cowboys as we approach Christmas? Absolutely. I mean, it must be phenomenal to come in here on Monday and you ain't got to deal with y'all all week when it comes to the Cowboys and you can just come in here with hope and you can <laughs> just dream and hope and think that everything going to get better. But I got to sit with y'all every damn day. Okay, and the reality is we see the Cowboys are trending in the wrong direction. Y'all, the San Francisco 49ers winning with a backup. 
and they look super impressive, okay? We got the Philadelphia Eagles, who's been the best team in the NFC all season long. Obviously, we know the situation with Jalen, and we still believe that that team is good enough to move forward. I don't, I don't trust the Minnesota Vikings, so there is a glimmer of hope right there. And then going on the road to Tampa, we talked about Tampa. I don't think that Tampa could beat Dallas, but that is the problem within itself. I don't think. I should know this about the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys when they go to Tampa um, the first week if they play them um, as the wild card. Here's the problem I have, though, man. It's the same issues. Last year when this team was 12-4, and four, we sat here for like the last five or six final weeks of the NFL season, and we said to ourselves, you see this offense falling off a cliff? You mm. see how bad this play calling is? You see how these calls and this bad coaching and poor clock management is hurting this team? We talked about it early in the season as well. We got injuries on defense, okay, that's starting to pile up, and we see that the depth is being tested, and that depth that was tested against the Jacksonville Jaguars did not play well, opposite of Trayvon Diggs. It's a lot of things that are going in the wrong direction. And I said this, G, when we had this conversation about Dallas being Super Bowl contenders. I said on this show with with my guys right here, this season will be about Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore. That is what this is going to boil down to. And let me throw Mike McCarthy in there as well because that possession after that Trevor Lawrence fumble is why the Dallas Cowboys are a hell-back team. Mm -hmm, I saw Dan Campbell throw a fourth-down conversion to Panay Sewell to end the game. All right, here, here they are right here. This is conventional. The box is stacked. Then we throw a jet sweep motion into the boundary with Tony Pollard, who is the one of the toughest guys to guard when the field is open. And then this call on third down, I have no idea. Why are you on the sideline approving this if you're Mike McCarthy and calling this if you're Kellen Moore? These are the type of things. It's not about the Dallas Cowboys not being able to have success offensively. It's about the moments. The moments are why don't win in the playoffs. The moments are why this team is always questioned about what they actually can do going down the road. So, no, I don't have any confidence that the Dallas Cowboys are going to do anything as far as going to an NFC Championship or a Super Bowl. Same things are happening and being repetitive as they were last year. Let me tell you exactly what's going to have to happen for Dallas to get to the NFC Championship because it is already fairly clear how some of this is going to break. They're going to play at the winner of the NFC South, which right now feels like it's Tampa. Tampa, Then they're either going to play, and this could break a lot of different ways based on who wins games and who winds up two and three, either going to play at San Francisco or at Minnesota. They beat Minnesota 40-3 to about a (laughs) month ago. At San Francisco feels like the end of their season. So it's so sad because everything has worked out so well for this team. Like we talk about every team gets adversity. They dealt with their adversity earlier season. It gave us more confidence in them. They won with their backup quarterback. And now no one's happy that Jalen Hurts gets hurt. But if you're a Cowboys fan, you're like, man, that looks nice. No one's rooting for Jimmy Garoppolo to get hurt. But you're a Cowboys fan. You're like, damn, things are looking pretty good for us. But we are not playing well. That's the most like upsetting part. If I was someone who rooted for the Cowboys looking at how this this field is panning out. This is a great chance to make it to the big game, and they don't want to play like this. If, if they lose, if, if God help us, they lose at Tampa to Tom Brady <laughs> with the season they've had, that's literally a fire everybody moment, right? Like, if they come in Monday, like, fire everybody. Yeah, nobody's key card works. <laughs> fire everybody. But I think Swagoo has a nail. Their mistakes are fixable. It's Kellen Moore at the end of the game in this past week. 
Dak has to clean some things up. You've got to know that when you're ahead 10 points and you're at the minus 8-yard line, you can't throw a pick. So I do think things are breaking their way, and I do think they could go to San Francisco and yeah, beat but my team, Brock Purdy. My team, we, like, I, I get it, and I know that this is your pick and you've been optimistic, and thank you for that. I love you for that, my <laughs> team. But this is the same team that we came off a season where penalties killed them. What did we see in the preseason? Penalties killed them. We, they've been a penalized team early in the year. This is the same team that couldn't operate the end of a game situation with 13 seconds left. This is Dallas right now is in, a, in between a place that is so hard to analyze because you see the talent. I mean, it's 34 yeah. points up there for the Dallas Cowboys. It ain't like they went there and got slaughtered. They should have won the game. It was 27 mm-hmm. to 10. The Dallas Cowboys self-destruct, and that is why I get so pissed off when I got to fight Stephen A. about it because he's right. This team usually self-destructs. It's not about the other team or what they're doing. How many games have we walked away from the Dallas Cowboys lo- losing and said, man, that other team just dominated them? That other team just absolutely beat the Sox off the Dallas Cowboys. Very rarely in the yeah. past two years have we walked away from games like that. It's been about them and their own mistakes and coaching mishaps and players making mistakes and interceptions and bad situational football. That is why I'm not optimistic until it changes. It has nothing to do with opponents. Dallas has enough talent to play with anybody in the NFC. It's a Dallas problem. They get in their own way. The frustration is real. There is actually a scenario in which they could open at Philadelphia, the one uh, play at Philadelphia in the second round mm. as the one seed as well. So there's a lot of different ways this thing could break for the Cowboys. We'll see how it falls out. In the meantime, you want Marcus to continue oh, with the emotion? Yeah. Let's do the security. Beat the sleep. I know some people in this league need security. Everybody ain't getting dumped around here. This long arm of the law. He needs a new security guard. They better find somebody quick. Athleticism is a trait of being a security guard. And when you don't have none, you get your quarterback killed by a little guy. Like when the big dude run up on one of the little dudes and then you find out he a damn MMA fighter and you get beat to sleep. You need new security. <laughs> Every single week, Marcus, who needs security this week, big fella? Go. We're going to start off with Justin Fields, and I know we've shown that highlight of Justin Fields running successfully, but, gee, we're talking about Jalen Hurts in this offense. This defense has six sacks against the Chicago Bears. Three different guys, Josh Wett, Hassan Reddick, and obviously Javon Hargrave. All three of these guys had two sacks apiece. I don't know if you want to get down on the Philadelphia Eagles based on how they've been rushing the passer. That conversation has shifted to them. Uh, Justin Fields, I apologize. You've needed new security all year. Year, you need a new security against the Philadelphia Eagles. Secondly, I'm going J.J. Watt. Y'all, this is a blast from the past. The man old. The man that been through all types of injury. But by God, why don't you get three sacks against Denver? Everything else going wrong. Everybody might as well eat. We know that every quarterback that's playing for the Denver Broncos need new security, and they ain't even helping themselves. J.J. Watt, get off, old man. Go get your three sacks. Thank God for the Denver Broncos. J.J. Watt might go to the damn Pro Bowl and be a whole pro after the season over. And last but not least, Kayvon Thibodeau, welcome oh, to yeah. the party, big dog. I always yeah. believed in y'all. I thought you would turn into this type of player, but golly, Taylor Heineke, this, this tackle was getting whooped a tremendous Ooh. amount in this game. Kayvon Thibodeau had a coming out party against the Washington Commanders, even scored a touchdown, y'all. That's what I'm talking about, big fella. Taylor Heineke, you need new security. I would have loved for you to use your athleticism, but in that moment with Kayvon coming off the edge, it was no athleticism to be had. Congrats. 
Congratulations, <laughs> Taylor Heineke. You ain't got no security. There was a moment in time when Thibodeau was thought to be the first pick in the draft. It didn't turn out that way, but he's a big part of that defense all yeah, of a sudden. He is a, a big reason why they're playing well. And I was watching that he game with my alone. son, and he was like, I want to wear number five next year. <laughs> <laughs> Giants look like they're headed to the playoffs. Marcus needs security. We're rolling on here on Get Up this morning. The Eagles fans have questions. They have concerns for the first time all year. How long will they be without Jalen Hurts, and what will they be without him? We'll answer that question after Graz tries to answer this one. Here we go. Who was the last player to win MVP having played 14 or fewer games? Yeah. Good question. He doesn't look confident. I, I, he is. We'll find out <laughs> now. He think, okay, he knows it. We'll find out next. I looked it up. <laughs> oh. oh. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, so Jalen Hurts figures to maybe only play 14 games this season. Can he still win MVP? That's the genesis of the question. But we have a little bit of a discrepancy. Well, you were working on the story yesterday. Trying to figure out if this would hurt Jalen Hurts' MVP candidacy if he didn't play again in the regular season. So I tried to figure out when was the last time somebody missed, you know, three, four games and... and so I, so I know no, the answer. I, mean, so I looked know, it up and I before think, I knew it was the question. And, and the answer is? Well, Steve McNair split the award in 03, and, and he only played 14 games. So I assume that that split counts, right? McNair is the answer. It does count, and it is correct. So and that's a really bad break for Hembo. Yeah. Hembo was, it still deserves a dunking. Can we dunk? Yeah, how about that? Go ahead. We need a dunk. I mean, the circumstances don't matter. A dunk is a dunk. And, and not only that, but, but I was. Oh! <laughs> he, it's not cheating. He legitimately oh, no, looked no. up the answer for legitimate work. Hembo should have foreseen that. <laughs> My answer, by the way, was going to be Mark Mosley, the yes. kicker in Washington who won it in the nine game strike short season. season. 82, yeah. But you got it right. Oh, You're up on. by 10. When is the victory party? That's what I want to know. The oh. year's almost over. They'll be a party. No question about it. Graziano has dominated Hembo on the course of this season. In the meantime, we just got this literally moments ago here on Get Up. This is a tweet from John Makota, who covers the Dallas Cowboys. And he's listening to Jerry Jones' weekly radio interview on 105.3 The Fan. And this is Jerry on how Dak Prescott played. Quote, outstanding. We can win with him playing like that. He wasn't playing against chopped liver out there. For the record, he was playing against Jacksonville. Uh, Marcus, <laughs> Marcus, what is your reaction to that? Oh, my God, man. 
I get I. I think Marcus might need a minute. <laughs> I, I get the support. Okay, uh, I get that you're supporting your wallet and your forty million dollars, <laughs> and I don't think anybody thought Dak played terrible, but Dak threw an interception in his own territory again. Like that's enough to lose, Jerry. That's enough to lose. Okay, listen. Dak played solid. He was well. I don't think you put all of this on him, but it's going to be the focus will be on him because you expect him to overcome these things, okay? And that's why I said just recently that this boils down to Dak Prescott, Kellen Moore, and Mike McCarthy, all right? And Dak Prescott is a big reason in that. But that t- that interception right there put your team in a bad way, mm-hmm. and I get it. Don't say outstanding. outstanding. Say Dak That's was solid. Point. We should have won this game in spite of the interception. Don't say outstanding, man. Wrong Here's the word. thing. So, so I want. Very <laughs> upset. I personally am enamored of the fact that Jerry used the term chop liver. I did that. Oh, and that, that really it's Hanukkah. It spoke to us. Yes, it's he Hanukkah. did it on the first day of Hanukkah. Oh. But anyway, here, here, here's the thing. R.C. made a really good point yesterday. He said we have to stop expecting Dak to take one more step that he doesn't have in him. Dak has proved what he is. He's a good player. We keep waiting for him to take another step and be someone we put in the conversation with other guys who get paid like that. But that's a step that just isn't yeah, coming. I mean, I've been saying that for a while, but I think the point is we want Dak to get back to what we know he's capable of. Right. So he's it's not even that. about – he hasn't been him himself recently. He's not even – it's not worried about getting to the Mahomes level. He's not going to get there. Very few people get there. But getting back to the Dak level would be nice. Right. That would be really helpful. This is a Super Bowl te- team if Dak can play up that's to his own potential. the problem is he's taking a step back. Right? He doesn't, he doesn't throw interceptions, and now he throws him a couple of games. That's got to stop. That is not outstanding. You know, and for months, we were, <laughs> yeah, and what else was not outstanding for months was everyone thought there were enough weapons, and the whole OBJ discussion, I was always for Sam. But this team has plenty of weapons, starting with Tony Pollard, who's very underrated, C.D. Lamb emerging, yeah, Noah Brown's good. been very competent, Michael Gallup's healthy. So to these guys' point screening, if he just plays point guard, that may not be excellent, but that's certainly he something died. you can win with. Marcus, it's you a simple question, and, and I appreciate your dejection. <laughs> but, but let me ask, is Dak playing well enough? Let's take outstanding off the table. We all agree. Dak most certainly has not been outstanding. Jerry owns the team. He can say whatever he wants. Is he playing well enough, and do you foresee him playing well enough? that they can win playoff games and make a deep playoff run with him as their quarterback this season? No words. Right. That's it. <laughs> I mean, technically. Don't have Dax, him on the radio. Dax's play, Dax play does stand out. So, I, I mean, it is outstanding in a way. Is I got no. a question for you, G, yeah. and everybody yeah. in the studio. Yeah. This is when I need to be in New York because I want to be close to y'all and feel the energy. Yeah. Have you seen the San Francisco 49ers defense play? Yeah, 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 they're the best. They're outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do you What do you think? Going what What has Dak done in the last three weeks that tell you he gonna have success against that? No. There is nothing. It's a rhetorical question. They are most definitely uh, not chop liver. No. <laughs> the 49ers are definitively not. They're much better than that. They're not out there. They'd probably call it pate, but that's a whole other question. And it's a, that's a, there's a very small select group of people who understand that joke. Right anyway, the point of it is this. Are the Dallas Cowboys going to get knocked out? Is this going to be a hideous 
Stephen A. Smith projected kind of ending wow. where they lose a playoff game they shouldn't. Look, if they lose at San Francisco yeah. in a close game, we all live with it. Are they going to lose a game that they shouldn't like they did last year? Yeah, um... I, I want to say the no. I, I, yeah, that's, that's the, the problem. problem is that the, the fact Look. that it's on the table, no other good teams are we considering that for. Like, we expect San Francisco to win with their third quarterback. We expect the Eagles to win with Gardner Minshew. We expect the Dak Prescott-led Cowboys to win, but we're having this question, which is – You up. laid out the road. It's yeah. NFC South champ, Minnesota, who they crushed, and maybe yeah. a banged-up Eagles whose quarterback isn't all – that – that's there is right a path. It's right there, There's guys. There's a path. And Dak does have to play better because Dallas has consequential injuries on defense. He doesn't have to be excellent, but he has to be at least very good and get the ball to these playmakers. Oh, yes, again, he does. It will not be a chop Oh, yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. If the Dallas Cowboys are going to make a deep run in the playoffs and if they're going to have a chance to go to the Super Bowl, Dak Prescott going to have to be special. That, don't give him that path. Maybe he don't have it. All right, maybe maybe RC and what Dom is saying, he doesn't have it. Maybe we seen that ceiling. But if they are going to go to a Super Bowl, we are going to have to say that Dak Prescott was the unequivocal best player on the field in any matchup that they play in. That is what we're going to have to say be. if the Cowboys the are going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. He's going to have That's to be outstanding. Really. We're all going to have to think so, not just Jerry Jones. Meanwhile, I'm being told in my ear, Jerry said something else that you uh -oh. need to hear. You you will hear that coming up in a moment. A reminder, we have five games coming your way on Christmas Day. We'll have Countdown getting you set for all the action. It starts with the Knicks and Sixers, and you see the schedule all day long. A fabulous day of basketball on Christmas. Meanwhile, we've got the latest from Jerry Jones coming up, and then Stephen A. dives in on that bad man. Does he believe Aaron Rodgers has enough magic left to get the Packers into the playoffs? First take coming up, top of the hour. Busy morning here on ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We continue the bowling today with two more games on ESPN and Deportes and the app. Eastern Michigan, San Jose State. Uh, we've got Hugh Freeze left for Auburn. So Josh Aldridge leading Liberty against Toledo. All the action coming your way today, as you see on ESPN. Meanwhile, one more quote from Jerry Jones today. We heard what he said about Dak Prescott. Now he said he doesn't believe the Cowboys have taken a step back from the Eagles and Niners. Quote, we got a month to get this team better and we can do it. 
It's a good approach, I suppose. Can they? Can they? Are they there with Philly and San Francisco in the NFC? Uh, I haven't seen the evidence on the field just yet. So I, I think that they have the talent and hopefully they get healthy and Dak plays more consistently great. And then, yeah, the path is there for them. San Francisco has Brock Purdy. Like, we can't put him in yeah. Canton quite yet either. So <laughs> their A game, as we saw against Minnesota a couple weeks ago, is really high. So I'm not there with Jerry, but the potential is certainly there yeah. in a one-game season. But it does feel like it has spread, right? There was a moment in time when the Cowboys were the favorites, both by analytics and in Vegas, and it doesn't feel that way at all. And the now. reason they were favorites, we were told at the time, was that, that FPI had them with a top – five offense and a top five defense, they're not playing like that. I right. mean, they just aren't. The offense is scoring points. I mean, it's again, they did, as Swagoo said, they scored 34. But the turnovers are killing them. And this is, I mean, it just feels so much like all the time with the, right, the roster looks good enough to win, they're shooting themselves in the foot. One of these years, it has to stop. One final thing I want to show you before we uh, wrap up for today. Our buddy Dominic Foxworth on Twitter yesterday tweeted, my son just asked me, do the elves have a union? He then tweeted, I've never been prouder. I was pretty proud of him. And then finished it up by saying, he probably hopes that they don't. Better get these toys. Yeah, yeah, I gave it a more thought. Yeah, I don't know if it's like he got it from some YouTube video or whatever. The internet is radicalizing him. But I was happy for a second where I was like, yes, my son believes in workers' rights. And then I considered it and was like, uh, he probably just want to make sure that these toys are slow. He's, he's <laughs> make sure that the FedEx man is working. He's the afraid of a strike. Yeah. He, wants, he does not want to strike. You can strike in January. That's exactly don't right. Don't you strike in December. We cannot have a labor stoppage, says the former president of the NFLPA, as far as the elves oh, are concerned. Oh, a strike. I'll stand with the elves. Well, the elves. <laughs> first take. No pension, no now. toys.